Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student-athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What's going on on the clock, fans? How are you guys doing? This is my my sixty uh, eighth show right now, right? We're we're, we're going yeah, to, we're going strong. So it's Raul Luscano, George Martinez. We got a great show for you. A couple things we got to talk about. I got a great agenda, but I also have the man, the myth, the legend, the one that helped us get on FanStreamSports.com, Mister <laughs> L Bushman himself. What's going on, sir? How are you doing? What's up, fellas? It's it's about time I got on this. this uh, trust damn me. Show. Well, we had listen. We are not tech savvy, bro. Like as it's you can good, see, man. we are not tech savvy. We just know how to do certain things, and that's it. And trust me, I tell you, yeah, family gets in the way of everything when we try to do this good. podcast. It's all, it's all good, man. It's, it's but I mean, good. better better now than ever, right? The Bucks are in the Super Bowl. I know what a week to be on. Like it's uh, the yeah. start of the Super Bowl week, man. It's gonna get crazy in Tampa. So yeah, it's it's, it's exciting, man. It's, especially around this area where we all live at. It's it's the buzz is finally here and everything. So it, yeah, it's great. It is, man. Even if the Bucks weren't in the Super Bowl, it's crazy to have mm-hmm. this experience and and it's on, man. Right? Because I'm even hyped for the Super Bowl. I think just because of the fact that it's in Tampa. You know what I mean? I know. So I think the last time it was in Tampa was what um, 2000 and. Oof. Five, six. It was around those something like that, right? Something like that. And I, I remember it too because I went down to downtown Tampa, like the Channel Side area, right. like the day before the Super Bowl to go see Dane Cook in, in okay. stand up. Oh, that's it was, yeah, yeah, it was at Angel Arena. Yeah, Emily Arena. So I went there and and like the, I think it was when uh, the Steelers played in the Super Bowl and it was it was just huge and like it was the buzz around Tampa was just you know it was electric and that, and that's what you want especially when a Super Bowl comes to your town is is everybody's there having fun it was just it was nuts and and uh, since I went there this past weekend it was, it's starting to build yeah you know, it was like kind of the first day or second day of the NFL experience and like people were down there just having fun and it was cool to see. Bucks fans down there because now the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. It's like you're saying, but go Bucks to everybody you see down the street, which is great. So it was cool. Well, this is the first time I think in, in ever ever in that, that that Sunday. Well, I want I want to say this is the first time I think ever that I've seen all the Buck fans come out because usually on Sundays when the Bucks play before COVID and the, you see more of the other team, yeah, than you would the Bucks. But it's a lot of, of a lot of Buck yeah, fans going here, man. I was talking to a buddy of mine today. It was it's crazy how the the Brady effect affects everything. And Jesus. now he's down in Tampa, where now the first time in NFL history the home team is actually going to be hosting the Super sure. Bowl. And like it's 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 crazy. Like Tom Brady makes everything better. <laughs> He does. He does, man. He does, he makes man. Everything better, and like it's the, the Tom Brady effect. Like the Rays went to the World Series; they're they're right. AL champs. The Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Like the Bucks are on the verge of possibly winning another Super Bowl. Like it's it's crazy how the guy that was drafted one ninety nine went to Michigan. Yes. And, you know, was a backup for Drew Bledsoe. Has won <laughs> this many championships. Picked Tampa out of all teams to come I down know. to, and now, and everybody thought, well, he can't win without Belichick. He's lost his arm power, and he's he's basically given the middle finger to everybody that hated on him this year. <laughs> and he's going back. He's going to his seventh Super Bowl, and possibly could win his seventh Super Bowl. Like, it's it, nuts. It, it's it's crazy it's as a sports ten, fan. So- to think yeah, about tenth appearance. Yeah. He's been there forty percent of his career. <sighs> Jesus. Think he, about he's that. Had, 
He's had more appearances than some some teams, man. That's, right. that's the crazy than thing. most. <laughs> yeah, most. Right, man. And it, and to see Tom Brady and and how he because think about it when we first when Tom Brady first got here, everybody was happy, excited. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna win as a and we went from Tom Brady going to the wrong house. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing where he's going to to practicing at Berkeley Prep, despite the NFL saying no, mm-hmm. to you know, willing this team almost to a Super Bowl. Because like you said, the Brady effect happened, right? Everybody yeah. has to step up their game, which I had a discussion with George a long time ago in a prior uh, podcast was, I don't like to sit there and say that every NFL team sucks. Like I can't, I, I refuse to believe that you got selected out of either little league football <laughs> to high school football, you were selected to play at a college, then you got drafted, whether you were there or drafted, undrafted, but a coach sees something in you, and you go to a football team and you stink and you go 0 and seven, 0 and sixteen. I refuse to believe there's teams like that. So to see the Bucks put in all this money, which I told George. That Gasparilla ship out there that's in the middle of the bay is pumping out some major cocaine or something's going on here because where did these guys get all this money to make this happen? And George said, you know what, Ro? To be honest, we didn't really do that much. We just we grabbed in a couple players. And Brady said, here, let me show you how we've been doing it the last 20 years. This will work for you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the only real guy they paid was uh, after Brady when he got his 50 mil for two years was Gronk. I mean, 10 That's mil it. for one year. And and Gronk's even said, I'm going to come back next year. He's probably going to take a pay cut that way because, I mean, the, the Bucks are in cap hell right now Yes, going in the next season. They got to they gotta pay Chris Godwin. They got to possibly play Shaq Barrett uh, at a multi-year, multi-level, multi-year deal. So it's like it's things like those where after the season, no matter what happens on Sunday, where the Bucks really have to go, okay, we've really got to make make things work out because some of these guys are probably not going to come back like the high price guys like that that could probably go like godwin could probably go somewhere else for a multi-year deal oh he, yeah he, he absolutely could probably, he could probably say you know what I, I i'm gonna go you know depending on where deshaun watson could go like he could probably yeah it's it's crazy how dominoes yeah. affect everything and right I think what the Bucks really need to do is, you know, they're they're probably going to restructure a lot of guys. I mean, AB may not be back; he might be back. Like it's it's those guys that I know they want to bring back, and Godwin's one of them. But he's going to want big time money. He's going to want Mike Evans' money. So what, what do you think about really that, George? Your guy might be a, might be like George. Hearing this is affecting your. You blinked like seven hundred <laughs> times when he said that, <laughs> George. Let's let's be realistic here. I mean, it could happen. Godwin can say, "Listen, if you guys don't have the money, I'm out. somebody's out, somebody else is going to offer me big time money. I'm going to go. I mean, that's going to." Happen. Right. Gotta set it. You know what I mean? You, you got to think. You got to think. Godwin wants the opportunity to be a number one receiver. Exactly. Godwin has shown at times that he can be a a perennial number one receiver mm-hmm. in this league, and and that Deshaun Watson um, conversation I think plays a role yeah. because you know why not go play with a dynamic quarterback like that? Think that of, may be think in a situation. Think about this trade scenario. Oh boy, Deshaun Watson goes. Deshaun Watson goes to the Colts, mm. who have plenty of money, got one of the best O-lines in the league right now, and, and they get him in a trade, probably give up the King's ransom for him, and they go, oh, you need a number one? Let's go get Chris Godwin for you real quick. And they give crazy amounts of money to Chris Godwin and do they you, bring him in. Do you think, and I know you guys are going to hate me for this, George, and you guys are going to hate me because your raise the flags is very intimidating to look at right now. <laughs> so, But it, let me ask you this question. Do you think Godwin is a number one receiver? Like, he can be the number one guy because he I think be. he's a very good Robin to somebody's Batman. I don't think he's the one guy. I agree with you, too. I think he's kind of... 
I want to say maybe you're, he's almost like a Stefan Diggs because you know how Stefan Diggs was the Batman or the Robin to Adam Thielen right. in Minnesota. And then we saw Diggs just like him going to Buffalo was the best thing for him. I think yeah, it was with Godwin. I think he's maybe a year or two away from that because I mean, listen, he's had some drops this year that he shouldn't have been doing. Like he I had agree. the drops. He's so playoff drops. Yeah, playoff drops. So with him, I, I think he's he's on that cusp of he could be a number one guy. I think it also depends on what system he's going into as well. Do, but yeah. you never know. You never know. He could he could come back next year and say, you know what, let's franchise what if the Bucks go? We're gonna franchise tag you for one year. Yeah. Because that's yeah, one one more year of Tom Brady probably. Yeah. Let's franchise tag you for one more year and then we'll go into contract negotiations after the after the second year. Because you know that's I mean? part of the Brady effect as well. Brady exactly. knows how to keep players. Exactly. Hey man, listen guys, what what are we here for? We're here to get paid, but yet we want to win championships. So let's stick together, let's do it one more year. I'm yeah. going after this year, then go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think God was like a juju. I think God was like a Juju Smister <laughs> because after AB left Pittsburgh, Juju has, bro, he has struggled in Pittsburgh. So I got to see where Godwin ends up. What do you think, George? You, you're going to lose Godwin? Think, what do you think? No, so so what I think is Brady does the Tom Brady thing. He takes a pay cut yep. to keep Godwin, to say, you yeah. know what? I'm going to take $6 million less. Instead of 25, I'll take 19, but go give that six to Godwin specifically. Added to his contract, make sure he's here because I know that I need a guy like him here. What if he for the Bucks and stay competitive? What if he sits there and goes, you know what? Hey guys, yeah, get rid of Godwin, take that money, pay Scotty, and give AB another contract. Pay well, him. Scotty, Scotty's still under the rookie contract, so yeah. Scotty's so he's be good then. locked up for at least another two years because he's if, he's a later draft pick. So he'll be there. He'll be under contract for three. I would let AB walk because yeah. it's yeah. AB man. I'd rather have a young Chris Godwin than an old AB who you know we've he's we've only he hasn't really done anything like for all yeah. the people on Twitter saying, Oh my god, we need AB to win. No, we don't. We saw that <laughs> against Green Bay. We don't need. <laughs> Antonio Brown at all to win. Like we've got plenty of guys that are going to step up to the occasion and, and make big plays, like we saw against Green Bay. So it's going to be I would amazing. Let, you never know. AB said, "You know what? I could. I'll take another year. I'll take another year with the Bucks if they give me a, like a million dollars just to play with yeah, Tom Brady yeah. again." You know, just that's Brady, and like it's going back. It's going with the Brady effect. Yeah, it, it goes is. Back it there. definitely is. You know, they they could look at, and then you never know if they lose guys to free agency or whatever. Guys will come out of the woodwork, man. Right. Like, like guys that are shit. Megatron will come back for a, like a bleeding minimum <laughs> with Tom Brady. Yeah, I he mean, might. Especially after his boys leaving. That's some big news in yeah. there too. Let's get mm. talking about that one. Speaking of Brady effect quarterbacks, <laughs> let's get into a little bit of quarterbacks that are boy, affecting oh the boy. league and other people's. Because, like you said, we're waiting for people to make decisions. Yeah, and then other people can make their decision. Me and George had this problem, which not on a big scale of you know NFL. We had this problem in high school. We were waiting mm-hmm. for one person to make a decision, and when that person <laughs> made a decision, it gave us eight players, nine players, and we're like, oh, "Well, thank." This became the Herschel Walker trade. Thank you so much. <sighs> this, this, this this trade will go down like up in that echelon with that Herschel Walker trade if it works out for you know Hopefully. one of the sides or both the sides. Because I, when this came out was what it was late Saturday night. Yes, late yesterday it was like almost midnight when this thing came out and, and I looked at my phone and my wife goes, why are you looking at your phone? Like the, you're squinting at your phone. Are you looking at doing a double take on your phone? I'm like, yeah, something, something <laughs> huge just happened in the NFL. See, when I do that, mine tells me, are you looking at TikTok, the busted down challenge, the silhouette challenge? What are you looking at right now? And I'm like, it's are, you, are, you, are you looking at girls on Instagram? Right. right, right. Like, what no. are you doing? No, no, this is, 
This is this serious is business. Yeah, this, official. Is, this is official. This is official. Yeah. And my wife's not really, she's not really into sports. And she knows, right. like, I'm huge into, oh, NFL stuff. I'll leave him alone. I'm, like, <laughs> squinting at this. I'm, like, what the, like, does LA not like first round picks at all? Like they haven't had a first round pick in like yeah. five years. And this Stafford, they're swapping out God. Like I was really surprised about this. Cause I, I really thought Stafford would go to Indianapolis. Cause that'd be a good landing spot. It would have been. But the, all the rumblings about, you know, McVay was kind of tired of golf being there. They weren't working out anymore. And like, man, right. it's just like what they gave up. Do you, do you think it's going to fit? Like, well, let me, let me start with you, George. Do you think Stafford's going to fit in yes. Rams? I think, I think the Rams just became tighter contenders really in the NFC really because of because of this year because now now the the one thing that the Rams were always missing was a quarterback that can push the ball down the field golf Mm -hmm. was a game manager at best he was turnover prone which is why Sean McVay tried to lean on a running game that he didn't have because people knew that golf couldn't throw yeah so they loaded up the box so now that's gonna Stafford's gonna finally get what he's never had and he's got a cannon man Stafford's got a he still does man I still remember when he took the injury. He was mic'd up, and he took oh, that yeah. left and his left shoulder Just separate, and he shoulder. still came in there to play. Yeah, I was like, "Come on, how do you not like this guy?" I've seen it on Twitter, I've seen it on Facebook, and all these comments like, "This is not a good trade." You're getting the same player, and I'm like, "Yo, Stafford threw four thousand yards in 2020 with the Lions. Like he had with nothing else, and he still got four thousand yards accomplished out of him. It's crazy." You can- you can almost kind of say this trade's almost a wash as of right now because I think both sides came out pretty good. I mean, Detroit's got a, still a young quarterback right. in Jared Goff, and they've got a ton of picks coming. Yes. Like, they could really go into the draft and just kind of pick and choose guys that they want now in the first round, especially like a Devonta Smith. They could go out and get a number one <sighs> like wide receiver for, for Jared Devonta Goff Smith. right there. Or they can make moves in the draft saying, hey, I'll give you a couple, like one of my first rounds. to move. Like, they could do all – if they right. manage it right, because now they've got a new regime with, I swear to God, Dan Campbell should be in the WWE. Did you see his press conference? Oh, my God. It was freaking <laughs> It was like an hour and a half, two hours long. It was freaking we're hilarious. We're going to step on the next. We're going to change. Like, oh, my. Dude. Yeah, this waiting, is my head coach. I was waiting, I was waiting for him to go, woo, we're going to head down to Michigan right now. <laughs> right, right. But, but looking at this, I mean, it's it, it almost is a wash because I think both sides came out pretty good because Stafford goes into his system. He's got Cooper Cup. He's got Robert Woods. He's got – um. He's got young guys like man. He's got so much young talent on that team. Yeah, he's, got a, he's got a O line that can protect him as well, so he's not going to be on his back as much. And he got you know the defense too, which is one of the number one defenses in the league. So he's going on a team that he's going to make better. Hopefully. Right, right. Hopefully. He should. That he should. He should. Yeah. He should make he should. better. He should, and then you've got you know Jared Goff going into uh, the Detroit Lions. It's a, they're starting a new, brand new court. Like he's going to be like the you know, the focus of that offense when they should build him around, build around him with all the picks that they got. I mean, they still got some, some talent there. Carry on Johnson. If he can stay healthy. I mean, Deandre Swift, he's good running back too. So it's just, if the lions can actually do the right thing and draft well and make the right moves that they need to, because the Lions have been a mess for, for how long? I mean, and they, they kind of wasted Matthew Stafford's career there. I mean, if he, he was on that team for 13 years, he got sacked, I think more than anybody in the league. And I mean, he's got more pins in his back than nine inch nails. So it's <laughs> right. So you, you kind of have to look at this. Okay. We've got, we're kind of starting in a new, we're starting a, fr- we're starting fresh. We've got a young quarterback that knows how to play the game. Obviously his turnover rate was God awful. I mean, it was, yes, up there with James, it was, it was James, bad. I think it was, he was, I think he was over Jameis Winston when it came over to turnovers. Mm, and that's, yeah. 
That's not good. When yeah, James, hard to beat. When you're that's up in the, when you're up in the same level as Jameis Winston, right? That's not so good. not not good bedfellows. Yeah, so I look at this as the trade was an evil trade. I think it was. It really sets the tone as if the Lions can get this to trade away Stafford. What in the world is te- the Houston going to get in return for trading away Deshaun Watson? Oh, they like, need they need people's firstborn sons. They need your freaking tax return. It's going to be held. They're going to oh ask my. for a whole bunch, man. Now, See, if, if, I, I disagree. If, really, you don't you think, think so? so? I disagree because the one difference between the Stafford trade and the Deshaun Watson trade is Deshaun Watson can say no. It's true. He can he can dictate where he goes. Where I I think that lowers the value because now there's limited competition. You can outbid yourself. Yep. If he says I want to go to the Jets, that's the only team I want to go to. If I'm the Jets, I'll give you a seventh round pick for him. <sighs> Because yeah. that's it. He that's he's, he can control the market if he chooses to. That's true. So you don't think it's going to be that bad to get Deshaun Watson? You don't think it'll, you know, because I'm going to tell you now. I don't think you're going to have to put up. He's not going to be cheap. No. But I don't think, I, I don't see it going similar. I mean, golf, if you were going to trade for Stafford, you had to get rid of golf. There's yeah. no point of keeping him. Contract-wise, just makes absolute sense. So you're not going to keep two guys there. So, so the Rams had to unload him. Otherwise... It doesn't. I think you're going to get a team uh, like Miami that trades to us and a first round pick and a third to get. I'll take it. Or I'll take. You get a team like the Colts who are in a win now, similar to the Rams. Trade your first this year and your second next year to get Deshaun Watson. I would love to see Watson over in San Francisco. Really? You think he'll be? be, be, Because Garoppolo Garoppolo might go back to the Patriots. You give Houston Garoppolo a couple of your picks. Imagine Watson in that offense with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Kittle. And then the the running trio they have there. Imagine that. And then you got Shanahan, who's who's your your boy as your head coach, your guru. And, like, think about that offense. (sighs) Yeah, because Deshaun Watson was not very – I mean, even despite them hiring David Culley, and David Cully was poor, poor. What a, what a scenario to go into as David Cully goes, well, I'm losing my quarterback. And he met, he came out and said, hey, I, I took the job because they told me Deshaun Watson will be our quarterback. That's why I took the job. But then on Twitter, he's like, yes, yeah, still, still are going to be traded to get out of there. I mean, that's, that's a tough situation. Watson, Watson even said, like, no matter who you guys want to bring over, I, I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and George, you said it right. There's only a few spots he could go because he's dictating the market. Like, Miami, I think, would be a great opportunity for him because Miami's got, I think Miami's got the most to give up. I mean, you swap yes. out Tua for him. You've got a couple of first round picks you can give him. And Miami, he still had that, that other first round pick that they have, too. So, I mean, what they're picking, they've got we that got, trade. We got pick three and pick 18 yeah. in the first round. So you could you could give up one of those or, or maybe give up one and then swap you know swap out two for Watson and then you got you know I mean of two yes yeah, so you got Watson down in Miami with that crew too and, and yeah. Miami's you know pretty much a quarterback away from getting to the playoffs too I at mean, least at least making it because it, it hurts going ten and six and we can't even freaking you know we can't even take a, we can't even knock at the door of, of playoffs man that sucks but we get to watch the Washington football team and everybody else make the goddamn playoffs. Can Sucks, we all man. agree on that any team out of the NFC least can, never should make the playoffs? That, that whole division should be banned from making the playoffs for the next five I years told, until they get it together. All man. of them should merge, and then we should we should make remake the NFC because this it <sighs> is completely in sham, to me at least. I don't know how George George's wife is a huge Cowboys fan. 
She's a huge Cowboys fan. And I was telling George, do you think Dak even stays in there? Because we're talking about quarterbacks here, right? We've talked about Stafford. We talked about Watson. We talked about Garoppolo. We, I mean, there's the list goes on and on. But does Dak get his contract? Because me and George were talking about he broke his ankle for the team. He waited. It, he did what he was supposed to do the right things. I don't think Jerry Jones, with all this quarterback shuffling going on, I don't know if Jerry Jones keeps him. I really don't. I think he goes with, with Dalton into the season. It, it really has to. I, I mean, I thought if, if Jones was smart, and he's a, he's a smart businessman, let's not let's not take yeah, him away. I'll give him away from Jerry Jones. Like, he would get rid of Zeke. Because Zeke you. makes a lot of Zeke takes a lot takes a lot out of your your cap space. You yes. got Tony Tony Pollard in the background, who we saw could probably take over the job pretty well if if you know Zeke was down because you know Zeke was down with injuries and, and all that stuff too. So you know you get rid of Zeke, save that money for Dak. I know. You know, so you could you could lose one of them or key or like I think if you're gonna roll with Andy Dalton, we all know what Andy Dalton can do. Right. Not much. Yeah. Not much. So. Right. You know what you're really building a franchise around is not a running back. You build a franchise around a quarterback. Yes. And Dak Prescott is your quarterback, and he's he's a pretty damn good one too. So if I was Jerry Jones, I would let Zeke walk, let him go somewhere else, bring up Tony Pollard, make him your starting running back, and give Dak his money. Now, if that will happen, we don't know. We don't know what's going to go in the offseason because you never know. I love I love the NFL offseason more than I do the regular season because of all the yes. crazy shit, the rumors, <laughs> all that shit. It. Yeah. I love it so much, man. And that's why, you know, this offseason is going to be even more crazy because of all the guys that are free agents and all the trades that might happen even before the draft. Could so you imagine if, if Aaron Rodgers does call it in Green Bay? I, I, I think he stays. I, I think he stays. I, but all those little hints that he did on Pat McAfee and all that other shit, I'm looking like, Aaron, don't don't play around with people's emotions. You're going you're gonna to have Wisconsin go on fire here. Here's my theory, fellas. Listen. Oh, now, this is this had, is great because you got your, he had a deep this voice on that. When you heard that, you know how Bushman went deep on us. He was like, "Let me tell you what's gonna, going I'm gonna, on." I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow your minds right now. Right. Oh boy! So we got one more year left of Tom Brady, right? Oh, he's oh, gonna he say it. He's gonna say it, and I'm gonna get the fuck out of here. I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna get out of it because I know what you're going with. Go ahead. Yeah, one more year, Tom Brady. Right. Aaron Rodgers, him and Matt Lafleur. Heard not not too. You know, their relationship has been rocky. Yeah. You know, they didn't really. I mean, we all saw what they can do without bringing guys in the draft. I mean, we all thought they should have drafted the wide receiver, but, you know, Devontae Adams is on a whole nother level with the other guys yes. that they have to. Yes. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers and they're not going to go all in to, to win a Super Bowl, hey, maybe I'll wait one more year. Or, hey, wait till Tom Brady's done. I'll pop down the Tampa. It's sunny, no state tax. I don't have to deal with the weather, cold weather anymore. George said the I same mean, shit about state tax. I'm, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, this could, Tampa could be like the retirement home for good, you know, winning. Come on over. We got ships. We got beer. We got freaking whatever you want over here. I'm, I'm just saying. Aaron Rodgers could look at the whole Tom Brady thing and be like, "Man, it worked out left, for Tom. He, he left New England. He left Bill. He left all that, and look where he's at right now." I think I think I think uh, old Aaron Rodgers might think, do a dis- discount double check down in Tampa, man. I'm, I'm just. I'm do you saying, think Rodgers has an effect though? You guys, George, you think Aaron Rodgers comes down to the Bucks? You think he's going to take him to the to the Super Bowl? Because Aaron Rodgers to me is almost. I'm just saying, how crazy would Tampa get to oh, have Brady two. followed by Rodgers? I'm just saying, two Hall I mean, of Famers. Not just retirement quarterback city, Hall of Fame quarterback mm-hmm. city, back to back. No. I think this is my future dream. It's what I've been secretly wishing for in the next three years at Aaron Rodgers. I wake up, oh, 
I just just keep the twelve jersey. Yeah, some people open. some people have like wet dreams and porn, but you're you're just freaking thinking of Aaron Rodgers replacing Brady. That's awesome. Uh, it, it'd be great. It'd be great. I, I do think he comes back to the Packers for one. So he's one got game, three years three years left on his contract. And That's he, what it says. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Probably going into this offseason, he's either going to go. I want an, a bigger extension, or I'm probably going to want to walk and go somewhere else. It I'm could be. Saying. It could be. Because, or he's got to say, you guys got to go all in and get the guys that I want, or or I'm done with you. And I think he's, I think he might be at that point now. No matter what he said on, on Pat McAfee shows, where he he's like, you know, the you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I expect to be back. You know, that's that's smoke and mirrors for some people. Right. Let's 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 look at the crazy stuff that could happen. But you know, it's, a, it's a, I love I love this I love this man. I, I you know, it's one of the things I've been saying all, all season long. Like, hey, after Brady goes, walk, you know, rides off in the sunset. Let's bring down let's bring down air. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not bring make him an offer he can't refuse? Because yeah. again, you guys are gonna still be young enough. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have you're gonna have. Yeah. I think I think Brady started you guys off with having a dynasty again. You guys cool, might man. be good for the next four or five years here. You never know. Brady might say at the end of next year, like, I think I'm going to play for another three years. I'll play till I'm 50. <laughs> Listen, he, but why he's not? not he, that does he, does he look like, this, let's be honest, does he old. look, does he look, at, and, I'm, and let's, we all seen the games, does he look like he's freaking aged at all? He he drinks the blood of babies and eats <laughs> avocado ice cream. That's why he looks. He looks. I'm 38. I'm th- I'll be 38. Good, you're man. 38. He looks younger than I am. And he he's does. Older than he does. He looks good. And he even was, he slimmed down because of the heat. I guess the sweat. Mm-hmm. I think Tom could play. I, I, it was interesting. I, I was interested in seeing the picture of Brady and Rogers after the game because Rogers looks old. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he, he looks stressed. Rogers looks fucking stressed. Roger yes. looks like he's on his second divorce. That's what he looks like. I, I was telling everybody on on Play the Bay and Sports Caffeine, like he like Brady looks like he's having fun. And he that's does. What, like he's got that fun glow, like, hey, I'm down here. I'm I don't need to prove I, I need to prove a couple things. But like, do I need to win a, another or another ring? Probably not. But it'll be fun. <laughs> but I'm gonna have fun doing why it not? down in Tampa. Like that's why, like, you know, we've seen the we've seen the mad face a few times during this this year. But like other than that, he looks like he's he's rejuvenated himself coming yeah. down here and playing with these these young guys on this team. Like he doesn't have to deal with Belichick anymore. <laughs> doesn't have to deal with Robert Kraft getting HJs down in, in West Palm. <laughs> he doesn't have to deal with that anymore. He's coming into Tampa. Like where he's gonna have fun, and that's why I think he's done so well this year. Is he's just going back and having fun, man. And that's, and that's what I that's, love to see is his legacy because all the, yeah. you know, when he was in New England, everybody when the Flategate happened, oh Tom Brady likes those footballs. He must have did that. Blase, blase. You haven't heard any of that stuff this year. No. You haven't seen any of those crazy rumors. You haven't seen any. Brady's just coach. I think Brady's just coaching his ass off with those receivers, the linemen, he even the coaches. Because to hear his soundbite saying, hey, tell Byron Levitch, hey, man, you're good. You're hot. Whatever you call, call it. I love it. Let's keep going with it. I'm going to throw that shit. Keep going. Yep. It's like, okay, Brady's having fun. And then he has that Gronk show, doesn't he? He's got this yeah, free, so. <laughs> freaking yeah. – I mean, this guy, he couldn't do none of that shit in New England, man. There was no way. There was no and way. B.A. was saying, the, I think, uh, last week, like, look, I let him do his thing. I, Why not? Whatever he wants to do, I'll let him do his thing. And then and it's worked, man. And that's what you want to see out of a quarterback, especially like an older grizzled vet like Tom Brady is. You want to see him have fun. And that's what I think he's doing. That's why he came down here is to have fun, play football. That's that's what you want. I, I would I, 
Trust me when I tell you. We've we talked about it 26 minutes ago about the NFL experience. This mm-hmm. is the NFL experience. I love watching all these things unfold and how it goes on. George, I'm gonna switch gears here, man. We didn't get we we jumped right into sports here, man. But I want to get you to tell me about the NFL experience to tell the audience because from what you're telling me, I'm gonna have to stand in line for freaking 55 fucking minutes, and I'm not even happy about this. Listen, the NFL experience does not believe in COVID. <laughs> At all, that's that's how I put it to you. They don't believe in it at all. I right, mean, yes, right. so people wear a mask, but we are all upon each other in line. It is it is like Disney World. No shit at at the NFL experience is basically what it is. There's people everywhere. There's food. There's drinks. I mean, it's a great time. Don't get me wrong. Uh, luckily, I had a hookup that that helped me throughout the way to shorten my my my, my wait time in lines. Uh, but nice. I got to see the museum. There's a little museum down there where it kind of takes you through the NFL history of the in the 1800s and the uniforms and how it evolved and changed. All the rings are there. All of them. From all the all of them are there. Oh shit! Uh, dating back to the very first one up until the last one, you see a change uh, along the years. There's a 40 yard dash which I did not compete in. So you didn't want to run it, man. We got to go together. We got to get official. Did you do the kicking? Did you try and kick the field goal or no? I did. I did kick. I did attempt to uh, kick a field goal. There's no video of this. Is the it? Section. Uh, I went out to the kick section and kicked uh, the ball. Uh, but I did do well. Um, yeah. Well, the kid section. You better well. kick it. Yeah, I mean, you better go five for five with the fucking kid section. <laughs> like if you miss the kid section, we have a problem. I, I have to say, George is correct about the COVID thing because I I was down there uh, yesterday. Uh, you know, just hanging out downtown with my wife, and we went to Sparkman's where. Okay. Nobody wore a mask, and everybody's in that courtyard area just hanging out, having fun over in the uh, and also in the beer garden too. Like no masks, and really. Like, okay. <laughs> If I get COVID, yeah. I guess I'll get it here. Yeah, yeah YOLO, it was, fuck it, it. Yeah, so if, if they were having no mask in the NFL experience, yeah, they didn't have any. There was like no mask in downtown Tampa. Let's just say that. There right, and no you and you had a, you, a lot of people. For yeah. you, and for you, um, El Bushman, you went down there with, it was your you and your guys' anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah, it was our anniversary of three years. Uh, nice. We now went down there. My wife was like, funny how you uh, scheduled this thing. Uh, booked our hotel right next to the NFL yeah. experience. Funny. Yeah. Funny how you do well, that. Well, you I'm should like, tell her. I based, a, I based a marriage date off of where the yeah. Super Bowl was going to be held three years from now. So Exactly. Thank I you for well planning. Yeah. I, I predetermined this when we got married. Like, hey, you know, three years from now, damn, was going to be in the Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know. God bless you. I got, I got, let me ask you guys something. This is way off rocket here. When's the last time you guys got like legit kicked in the nuts? <laughs> When's the last time that happened to you guys? I I remember seventeen, what, what eighteen. Day, what day is it today? Today. <laughs> Today's Monday. What, what do you? Uh, Monday. Yeah. What is it? Like? All right. It's been at least twenty four hours. Oh Jesus. Jesus. I, now you don't mean literally. No, I don't. I don't. I got okay. I got junk punched yesterday, man. This is. The yeah, white I, version. The, the the wife version of the. Hold, hold on, saying guys. I think somebody's at my door. Yeah. Do you think, man? Well, this is what ended up happening, man. I went ahead and I don't know what happened, but the toilet seat broke. Okay. The toilet seat freaking okay. broke. It's done. There's nothing I could do with this freaking thing. Whatever. So a couple months ago, this and this you're gonna laugh at this. Like, what are you guys doing on the toilet seat? Like like I think it was like three years ago. The toilet seat broke. Keisha replaced it. I we got a new one, right? I I am I thought I was good at fixing things. I thought I was good. I got jump punk yesterday. She put a bolt in the back of the toilet seat. Okay. These bolts that has no way to get them out. 
Like there's, when you do a toilet seat, for anybody that's listening, I know this is so way off the rocket. We're just filling in here right now. But I freaking, you put a screwdriver on the top of it. And anybody that's driving right now that's a mechanic or driving right now that's a repairman, plumber, or whatever, you're a handyman. You're probably laughing your ass off at me. But there was a freaking screwdriver that was on the top. And then on the bottom, you unscrew it, seat comes off. It's literally mm-hmm. that easy. It's very mm-hmm. simple. I got junk punched yesterday. And I don't know if you noticed, I've gotten bigger. Over the years, I can't see, fit. Yeah, a little, a little small. I, yeah, I can't fit in these fucking little areas <laughs> to get these things right. But there's a bolt on it. Like, it's literally a bolt, bro. Like, there's nowhere to put a screwdriver. And this thing's fucking, she's like, I hand tighten it. You hand tighten this? <laughs> I've never seen anything. I got junk punch yesterday. It took me an hour and a half to get that fucking thing off. You know, there's YouTube videos you can do that, right? Uh, Bushman, no lie. To, Listen, there was to. there's toilet seat freaking shit all over the kit, all over the uh, uh, the bathroom, and my <laughs> phone is up there with YouTube, and I'm watching it like this, okay. just sitting there like, mm, well, that's, that's exactly what needs to happen. She goes, I bro, I promise you, I didn't. I bought just a regular replacement toilet. Why is there a metal bolt through this freaking bag of this? But I got jump punch yesterday, so I'm glad you had an anniversary. I almost had a divorce yesterday because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm I am so done with this for everybody's shitting without a seat on this freaking toilet. Like if anybody wants to use this bathroom, everybody has to hover because this is I'm done with this. So I'm uh, glad dude, you had I'm a good there time. With you. Like for some reason, like all of a sudden my my guest room toilet has been running longer than usual. And I've right. done everything I've could to make sure like, hey, new flapper, check the water line, and it's still running. My wife's like, you can't figure this out. I've like, had, no, I might have to call a plumber. She's like, you're not calling a fucking plumber. We're not yeah. spending money on a plumber. I'm like, all right, well, I'll get this done. Yeah. I'll get this done. Yeah. Well, I've been, I, I've been, I haven't got it done yet. The toilet, <laughs> the, the got junk punched. Our garbage disposal was freaking ruined like two months I ago. I had to replace that, that thing. The dishwasher leaked water everywhere. I haven't replaced the dishwasher because I'm like, I'm not replacing dishwasher, but we can't use the dishwasher because I have no idea why it's leaking water. So we're like, everybody just hand clean everything. We're not putting anything in the dishwasher. We're not having any parties for a year. We'll figure this out, man. So you guys are having fun with your freaking I'm getting junk punched and stuff over here. So it, it was it was pretty. Uh, um, Has your wife ever looked at you with that? I'm not mad. I'm, I'm disappointed. Look. Oh, all the time for seven. It's been 17 actually, years. Yeah. It actually happened tonight with me. Really? We, were, we started to do our taxes and, and um, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> I might have might have filled out my tax information wrong. And, oh no! Oh shit! Yeah, and she looked at me like, "I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. You stupid mother of night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so you you get taxes. So at least you that's a legitimate one. I get it because I didn't fucking put the tie thing on the bread, <laughs> like the freaking. I can't, you. <laughs> she spent eight years in the army. I was 15 years in the air force. We're military mm-hmm. individuals, so everything we all have our quirks. And I'm telling you right now, bread on a fucking tie is huge. Hey, we, you got to put it on there. It's gonna go moldy. Well, I, I do the. Sp- I don't know if anybody does this. I do the spin. Oh, yeah, you do the spin. I fucking spin it and then I tie it and then that's it. <laughs> Do you know how annoying that is when you do the spin tie? Because then you got to undo the plastic, and that's annoying, especially when you're getting up at like six o'clock in the morning trying to get some toast. I know, and she loves toasted coffee, bro. I'm, so, on your, I'm on your wife's side on this. Well, one, listen, bro. she what's Sorry. what's really messed up is that she works the night shift. She's a nurse, and she comes in, she wants to take a cup of coffee and toast, and that thing's tied like a fucking double knot thing. So I understand, but I get you get disappointed for taxes. This is stuff that I this. She just looks yeah. at me for that shit, and I'm like, Jesus, I'm sorry. God yeah. bless you. 
God bless all of you. <laughs> hey, you signed up for this. You married me. You know? Yeah, for yeah. 90 bucks, this is what you got. So fucking deal with it. That's how much yeah. the marriage license costs. So you're, you're fucking welcome. But uh, no, no, another subject. George, my man, uh, I want to talk about Madden here for a little bit. Because I don't know if you saw the Pro Bowl virtual oh. Madden. Did you take that look at that? I saw a little bit. I haven't quite caught all of it. El Bushman, did you get to see the, the virtual Pro Bowl? I did not, but Madden is dead to me because Madden is just a terrible game now. Oh, really? And I blame EA Sports. Yeah, yeah like the product they're putting out each and every year sucks. So I, I refuse to play that game now. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Is it because is it because of the quality or because of they changed it to dummy it down for children? Or what, or it's too advanced. It's, like, what do you? Where's your? Where are you at with it's it? Everything that like the glitches, the way yeah. players look. It's just it looks so. It just looks so bad, and it plays so bad. Like, it's why would I spend sixty bucks on your shitty game? Like, why would I do that when you pretty much have taken all everything from last year's game, put it into this year's game, slapped a new player on the cover, and said, yeah. "Hey, buy me." Why would I do that? And it, it kind of looks like that some at times. But go ahead, George. I see you want to jump in. What do you? What do you got? Well. After this podcast, I'm going to have to go re- take away, resend my email that I sent to EA Sports asking for sponsorship because <laughs> they didn't listen to the show. I don't think it's going to happen. But uh, they're in no, Germany, anyways. It doesn't matter. Well, so. yeah, then, 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 then we're good. <laughs> no, Madden, Madden for me, the glitchiness, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of glitches within it. And sometimes it can be very unrealistic mm. and authentic. And that's the reason why I played the game originally back right. in the day. Because I'm, I'm an old Madden head. I mean, I'm talking about 89. I was playing Madden uh, competitively. <laughs> Since 89. Competitively. Jesus competitively. For lunch money and shit or what? James. Remy James used to have a tournament once a year. Really? And I used to go down to Remy James and, and play down there. And I don't. Well, Bubba Wallace was the, the standout star in the Pro Bowl virtual Madden Challenge. He was on the car driver. He was uh-huh. on the NFC team uh, along with uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Marshawn um, Lynch, and I can't. And was it T.O. down there? Yeah, it was T.O. T.O. was the other one. The other person who you never want on the AFC side was Deshaun Watson. He was up there. Keyshawn Johnson. Was over yeah. there, Jamal Adams, and then they wow. had Snoop Dogg on the AFC okay. challenge. Which, Isn't Snoop like a professional player by now? Uh, I know he's Snoop had titles. the freaking youth league football yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's he he knows what he's doing. But the person you want to play against, if you can ever get him to play again, is Keyshawn, Keyshawn Johnson. Literally the worst gamer I've ever oh, seen in my terrible. life. I would guess he's terrible. George, we are football coaches. Oh, Bushman, you're gonna love this. This guy ran the I formation on Madden. Every single play, and they roasted the shit out of him for this. Bubba Wallace went ahead and was killing it over. There. He put up four touchdowns, <laughs> and remember, they don't, each one, each player gets a one quarter, right? Then it's yeah, not four 15. players. Each one, each one gets a quarter, right? And yeah. It's not, it's not like ten minutes long. It was like I think it was six minutes long. Each one gets six minutes. In six minutes, he put up four touchdowns on Keyshawn Johnson. Damn. Damn. Keyshawn Johnson cannot play freaking Madden, but it was hilarious to watch because I'm like, George, George, <laughs> George would love to see. Or be a part of this shit. And now let me tell you something. The NFL, because of COVID, you always have to reinvent yourself for what's going on to try to keep people's entertainment. I, I'm going to be honest with you. When we get out of COVID, because hopefully we get out of COVID, whenever we get out of COVID and we get back to normal and they do the regular Pro Bowl game, I would love for this virtual pro, uh, virtual Madden game to do to continue. Like, do okay. it on the Saturday. Be a part of the Pro Bowl because it was freaking hilarious, the commentary coming from Snoop and everybody else. 
they were telling Keyshawn just to take a knee. The last, <laughs> the last three minutes of the game, he's like, "Yo, bro, when you go on offense, just take a knee and stop him on on defense because you cannot play offense." And this dude, Snoop, was killing it. Snoop was like, "Yo, either take a knee." Raymond McNee, <laughs> Neil has, Diamond. Just have nobody has given him a commentary job. Do you know how he did that, oh, that hockey game last year? And he was oh, fantastic at it. He was hilarious. Yes. Dude, Uncle, Uncle Snoop needs to be in the broadcast booth, bro. He does. Absolutely. He so does, so does Pat McAfee. Good. I like Pat when he talks. Man, Pat's freaking hilarious as well. Pat McAfee said he won't he won't do it. Yeah, because he doesn't like, want to be labeled as one, you know, those He doesn't want to do it because like, I know the the Monday night football job was out there and he was like I he's like mm. if it was there, man, maybe, but like he was I think he's been passed over, but he's like, I'm not I'm okay with that. Like Snoop right. needs to be in there, man. Like yes. you got you got idiots like Joe Buck and, and Troy Eggman broadcast <laughs> oh, booth. Yeah, Snoop in there, man. Come on. You know who you know who I don't like listening to? I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't like listening to Tony Romo. What? I don't like listening to Tony Romo. <sighs> And I, like I, Romo, man. I know you guys are going to tell me that. Collinsworth, you can get out of there. He's terrible. I'll tell you why I don't like Romo. Every oh single God. time Romo commentates, he knows everything that's going on. He knows what happened. I'm like, if that was the fucking case, why did you not win a playoff game? Why were you not in there? Like he's, he, like, and it's easy to commentate because you're not playing the game. He has the booth look. He's not in the game. So he can say and do whatever he wants. But I don't like listening to Tony's like, oh, of course you would run it in 67. You know, what I would choose to do is this. I'm like, run Tony. Tony, the reason why the, the Dallas is where they're at is because, you know, you, you couldn't do it either, buddy. Like, you're commentating on shit that you have no idea what you're commentating well, on. Listen, it's, well, you know, again, he's looking at it from a, from the box. Yeah, of course. It is a different view from the box than it is on the field. Yeah, so on, he's excited. Box, you can see, you can see what's about to happen. You can, you can predict that of course. kind of stuff. But on the field, no. So I mean, I think he would make a great coordinator. Oh, you, well, you know what? He might be. A, I, I think. Why don't these guys coach more? They, are they just done with the NFL at, at the point of when they're done with their career? Because that's a good question too. Why would they? Why would they not try to yeah. be a coach? Did you guys see the meme of uh, Romo where Romo's in the booth? And he's looking out. He's kind of squinting, and, and he goes, "The moment where." <laughs> You, you know you should have been looking at these defenses as a QB instead of in the commentary booth. <laughs> but, and see, that's there. what I'm talking about. Like, what is he – what was he doing? But uh, why don't more of, like, Romo, Marino, Elwood – how come these guys never chose the coach? Were they just done with it or whatever? I, I think it's all the money they're getting commentating, man. It's an easy job. Yeah, you I know? agree. I mean, He's paid more as a commentator than he would as a coordinator. Yeah, I mean – I, I was really – like, Gruden's another animal, but when he was on Monday Night Football, he was probably the best at it. He was yeah. awesome. Getting, making killer money, easy job. You get to go talk football in a booth, you know, every Monday night or whatever. But, of course, when throw, somebody's throwing you $100 million to, you know, coach the Raiders and you're in down Vegas. in Las Vegas, <laughs> obviously you're going to take the money. But, you know, guys like that have said, look, I don't – the, the grind that you have to to do as a coach, you have to spend hours upon hours looking at film and you have to travel. Yeah. It's, it's being a commentator. You're making, you know, sometimes more money than a coaches are. Yeah. So why would, why would I give that up where it's a cushy job? I can just work a couple of days out of the week and I have to worry about the rest of the, the BS that, you know, being a coach has to deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. But like Elway's been trying to, and I, I've said this before, Elway, the Broncos, the, the Jets, up, up until recently, the Patriots have all been cursed because they got rid of Tim Tebow. So, like, <laughs> like, if I was Elway, you better jump in some kind of coaching atmosphere to fix whatever the hell happened, man. <laughs> Look what you, you just you just mentioned Tim Tebow on the show. Come on, man. But listen, man, they all got cursed. 
I'm not saying he's a great player. I'm just saying he had a direct line to Jesus, and whatever you do, you do not screw with Jesus. I blame well, Corona. Well, that direct line of Jesus should, should have shown him how to throw a football correctly. Well, it goes back to the joke of, um, let me tell you this joke. Uh, you're going to love this. This is hope, And you could take this on to all the other shows. There oh. was a there was three boats. So check this out. There was a big flood in Oklahoma. Man was on his roof. Boat came by, said, hey, listen, we'll take you to safety. Man said, no, God's going to save me. They left, and the water's raising up. He's floating by his neck. Boat comes up, say, hey, let me help you. Guy says, no, I'm not, I don't need no help. He drowns, goes to heaven, sees God, and says, God, how come you didn't help me? God says, I sent you two boats. <laughs> like, Tim Tebow just didn't understand they were trying to make him a tight end, and he, he could have still been playing. So <laughs> maybe he missed that signal as a prophet. But I, I still think you don't mess with direct line because the whole coronavirus, here's my theory. When Popeye's chicken came out, and everybody went crazy for Popeye's chicken, right? right? You kind of shit it on Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A has a direct line to Jesus, okay? So this is why you never, ever, ever go to Popeye's to get the chicken sandwich and praise it. Everybody's as praising it. crazy as that sounds, <laughs> you might be on to something. It might be something to talk about on our show. You yeah. might Welcome be on to something. Radio, Just saying, man, don't ever can, shit on Chick-fil-A. I can see God. Go, I can see those motherfuckers will tear it out. I even to, gave them going to Popeyes <laughs> instead of Chick Fil A. I know they're closed on Sundays, but come on, guys, they're closed because of Jesus. And let me tell you, I give you good customer service. The peach milkshake is a delight. I've given you faithful service, and you guys shit on me with Popeyes. I, yeah. I tell you what, man, I think you might be right because we we did a taste test of all like the chicken sandwiches that are out there. We did Chick Fil A, we did Popeyes, we did, we did PDQ, and we did like Wendy's or whatever. And and out of all of them, Chick Fil A is, is the king, man. Like yeah. Popeyes is just way too greasy. Like you know how you could like do a wax on, wax off with yes. some things. Like you could have done that with the bun of a Popeyes chicken sandwich. It was so greasy. A Wendy's and chicken like, sandwich is good to play freaking uh, roller hockey with. Yeah. Yes, that's like a hockey puck, but like Chick-fil-A is like perfectly f like fried. It's, got, it's juicy. It's on that bun and with the pickles and everything. But like, yeah, I, I think you might have something here with I'm, that, that I'm, theory. I'm telling you, it might be just my, they're talking about China and Wuhan. This is fucking, okay. America did this to fucking Popeye's chicken. So so you got that. And I got the Aaron Rodgers theory about that. <laughs> coming out for bucks. Okay. But your theory is much more believable than my Popeye's because I would love, I mean, to be honest, let's be honest. If what if Aaron Rodgers, what you said he had three years left. He tries to get left. out of there, right? But bro, if he comes to be a buck, I'm I'm telling you right now, if he's a buck, my other theory of the cocaine running that's going on over here in Tampa is true. <laughs> Where's the money coming from to go get these people from? Well, remember, you know, Ray J's on that the strip of Dale Mabry with all the the. You know, strip clubs. clubs are yeah. at. The strip no, you can say strip at. clubs I mean, on this show. Nobody, nobody's listening to this. Yeah, all, no. the, all, the, all and look, listen. You know, all those yeah. spots are, you know, single moms and girls trying to go through college and pay their own way. But, I have you know, a funny story about strip clubs here in Tampa and the NFL. Oh. Would you like to hear that? I've got plenty too. So go ahead. Here yes. we go. I have a buddy of mine. Uh, many years ago, I, I won't name his name, but he was an NFL football player. We all, you know, when you go to high school and the guy that you know you play football with makes it to the NFL. Mm -hmm automatically you're like, you made it to the NFL, right? So we go down there. We're in downtown Tampa. We're our Tampa, Dale Mabry, one, hitting each one going down. We start at 7 p.m. and we're just going back and forth. Let me tell you something about these ladies and the NFL player. <laughs> they understand who's not in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> and they clearly get who is the NFL. When I tell you we're all sitting there on our cell phones just 
like no kind of attention whatsoever. It was it was discretion. And then all you're doing is answering questions of other people. Like, where does he play for? What does he do? Blah blah blah. And you're like, <laughs> you know, bro, you I just came always, in for some coronas, man. Say, yeah, I'm on. I'm on the team too. I handle all the water. Nope, totally I'm tried that. No, 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 okay. We totally tried that. Totally tried that. And she's like, bro, um, all the bug players comes in here all the time. I know who they are. I know who's playing. You're definitely not on the team. No, you don't play for the four. And I tried to pick a West Coast team. I was like, yeah, I play for the 49ers. I just don't special. I'm here with my buddy, whatever. She's like, she, and th- they give me a look like this. Nah. Nah. You might have had a no chance, chance with the Rays, but not this one, buddy. <laughs> like, does my Benjamin for, uh, Franklin uh, make no, you change man. your mind? Oh, not okay. whatsoever. And military discounts do not count here in Tampa. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't care whatsoever. Those those girls are they're gangster, man. Especially yeah. at the dollhouse. <sighs> Could you imagine what's going on with one hundred thirty? That was one hundred thirty thousand. George, you said was coming into town this weekend. Yeah. Like one hundred thirty thirty thousand more were coming to town. Yeah, so I say what they don't they don't care about COVID either, man. I was at the dollhouse a few months ago and then, we waited in line. They do their temperature checks there before you get in line, but I think it's just all for smoke and mirrors. We get in there and the like Well, have you ever seen a temperature check go red and it's like they get can't go in? No. And like throughout the night it just yeah. kept getting more packed and more packed and more packed and like like none of the girls were wearing masks. I mean, they were maybe wearing it on their on their pasties or whatever, but they weren't wearing them and all, at all. And I was like, "What is the World Cup to where everybody's butt naked, but what, what, you got to have your mask?" I, I was like, "Well, you know what? If if we're gonna get COVID, I guess we'll get it at the dollhouse." So <laughs> this is where it officially has gone. This is where, this is this, where we've yeah. done. This is where we've yeah. been. Have you keeping up with? Uh, I know you you didn't mention you mentioned that you were going to talk about NFL, but have you kept up with college football at all? Abushman? I have not. I have not kept up with it one bit. I think the only time I I watched college football was uh, the national championship, and that is it. Well, like, I mean, this, this I, I think this, I think this year <clears throat> has been kind of a joke for college football. Yeah, because of the way teams said they were going to be in and then they weren't going to be in. And then it's just like Ohio state gets in the playoff with five, five wins. Like give me a, give me a, a break. <sighs> See, like just because you need Ohio state in the, the final four because of ratings, like there are plenty of other teams that could have made that playoff besides Ohio state and Ohio state plays in a joke of a division. They play yep. in a, they have a joke of a schedule every single year. So, oh, Ohio state. Ohio. Like, give me a break, dude. That's yep. why this year I, I just didn't really, I, it, I had no, I had no, like I had no drive to watch college football, and every single year I do. But this year, I think it was just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'd rather pay attention to to NFL because it's it's more exciting, and a lot of crazy stuff has been going on in Tampa, especially with Tom Brady coming to the Bucks and all yeah. that stuff too. Like college football, just didn't. I I, I had no interest. And no, you're I, good. Yeah, and even I, I watched I watched up into the third quarter of of the national championship and like Devont and I watched it with a couple of Ohio State guys too and they and they were just like turn this off I can't watch this anymore like Devonta <laughs> Smith put on a clinic the first yes. half like obviously the guy was you know made Ohio State's secondary look like a bunch of children he like did. playing football so it, it did. yeah I, hey I watched it. I just didn't. Yeah, after all the things happened with COVID and, and the flip flopping about you know who's going to be going in, who who's maybe going to postpone until the spring, it was just like guys, get it together. Yeah, like, they, they didn't have a clue how to do it. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have a clue, and I know obviously the boosters have a lot to say with that because they're going right. to be losing like millions and millions of dollars. And it's just like if if all these other leagues can get it together, why can't college football and the universities just say, okay, we're going to start at this point. Whoever wants to play this year can. If not, that's okay too. You'll have another year of uh, eligibility for your players. But other than that, it was just like a, a just chaos right. between the conferences. So I was just like, no, nah, I'm not. Well, the news, the news I was going to talk about was the, the fact of the Tennessee uh, Volunteers. They went ahead and hired 
Uh, well, I, George, I always screw his name up. We've met. You're gonna laugh, Bushman. We've met him like three or four times. Yeah, uh, was Hopel, right? Yeah, he played. Yeah, yeah, he coached at UCF. Hypo, Hopel, terrible, terrible hire. It, it was right, like I, terrible hire. And I feel bad for the guy because you're gonna <laughs> freaking sit here, and now you got to take on not only your possibly your 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 college is gonna be hammered by the NCAA because you guys like to put money in McDonald's bags, mm-hmm. which very creative. But also, whoever did that was a student. That could not have been a booster planning. Like, put the money in the McDonald's Big Mac freaking box. For for them to well, hire... Uh, we'll never know. Yeah, well, they'll I never know. Isn't UCF in the Conference USA still? I think it is now. Yeah. But him going into an SEC conference, he... He's going to get destroyed there. He has no I, idea what actually I solely think he's only there to get destroyed because yeah. they know they can't – because they're going to get sanctioned, because they're going to get hit so hard, he's there to get hammered because they're like, look, we're just going to hire you. We can't – the guy that we did want, we weren't supposed to get caught cheating, but we did. Right. We're done with this. So UCF is a joke of a program anyway, so hire their, their ex-head coach to bring him on. Go ahead. You can do that. Yeah. So anybody, any team that can claim to be national champions, even though they didn't play in a national championship – more power to you. Go higher. And, and you know what? You know what's funny, man? We sat down with that guy. We had beers with him. We talked football with him. He's actually a really nice guy. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I would I would say it to his face and be like, your your You're university kidding. is a joke. Your UCF nights are a joke of a listen. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, man. After Frost left, after Frost left, there's nothing you can do. I'm a USF. Uh, uh, there it is. There but is. I think anybody outside of Orlando knows if you're claiming to be something that you're not. Give me a give me a fucking break, guys. You're not a well, national. Since you're like, a USF I, guy, so I I covered no, I covered I covered a couple of the AAF games this year before really? they went under, and to go to U, the UCS field and to see that banner says national champions on it, I wanted to like tear it down and pee on it. Really, I didn't was, know that. Yeah, yeah, they had a banner on, at the stadium that says national champions, and I'm no like, shit. I want to take a giant shit on this thing because it is. <laughs> the, you can't claim to be national champions. Oh yeah, you're not. I agree. You're not. I agree. Since you're a USF guy, let me ask you something. Me and George have pondered over this many, many times as high school coaches trying to get our kids recruited and getting yeah. into USF. What's it going to take for USF to – and it may not never happen. I don't know what it's going to take for USF. One, this is a two-headed monster one. One, why doesn't USF recruit more in the Tampa Bay area or local area? And two, what's it going to take for them to even become a powerhouse? You know, I, it's it's a question I've been asking myself and trying to answer for the, for the longest time because I was I went to school there when it was the Jim Levitt days, right. and that was when the school, you know, obviously they couldn't win much in conference play, but like they were ranked number two in the country at one point. USF right. was ranked number two in the country over all the other Florida teams. Yes. So I, I don't know what it has to take, and it's really weird how you know they bring in um, you know Clemson's coach. To, to be the head coach of the team yeah. and it's just the recruiting there's a lot of great talent around this area but they are getting recruited by the big teams like you know even fsu is coming up in the recruiting scheme like you know uf you know right. miami so it's really it's really weird how usf can't tap into that whole local pool of great talent that they had to bring into the university it's really it's i think USF has really dropped the ball in a lot of aspects when it comes to the football program right. by not funding a new stadium, by not pumping in more money into the athletic program when it comes to their football team, because USF was one time a great football team. I mean, you heard national headlines about this team. I mean, obviously, yeah. after Levitt left, the the coaching hires have not been so great. And, in, in, you know, they've tried to come back with a national spotlight with uh, – uh, 
the coach from Houston, the coach from, from the Texans that came in, Charlie Strong. They brought, Charlie brought in Charlie Strong. Strong, and that didn't work out too well, too. And Taggart and as they, well. Willie Taggart, they had yeah, Willie. Willie Taggart. Yeah, well, I mean, Taggart brought them. You know, he had a he had a good year with them. Then left did. to Oregon. So it's like they had to find some consistency when they come to the head coaching job. Because if you're changing head coaches every couple of years, why, if I'm a student, why would I want to go there when I don't know who my head coach is? Right. Plain and simple, because then you're learning in a whole new system. You're 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 bringing in a whole new way of coaching and a whole new culture every couple of years. So if I'm a recruit, I'm going to go somewhere where I know there's a coach that's going to be there a long time. And that's that was there for a little bit when Levitt was there. Levitt had been there since the inception of that football team, and once he was gone, a lot of those guys that played for Levitt, they left. Right. They, they went to other colleges because he wasn't there anymore. And I think I think he I think firing him had really kind of tarnished that football program. Because I think he, the way he got fired was not, you know, not right. Yep. Honestly, what do so. you think, George? <sighs> I disagree. Oh, oh wow! I disagree. I disagree. Oh, yeah. Let this um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for me, for me, this all comes down to fan support. Now, yes, while I do agree, we've never furnished a stadium for USF. The city has not. And those things, I can agree. The USF fans are the equivalent of the Rays. <laughs> they don't show up to games. I've never seen Raymond James, which again only holds 60,000 people. I have never seen it consistently sold out for a USF game. But instead... But don't I you need to be excited see, for it to be so like... No, I so feel bad for your that. Bucks who who have Tom Brady. You you would have sold out every freaking game. I agree. Every I agree. Game. But the Bucks were good as well. Because I think what would have happened is we would have started out with excitement. Then at the point where we were seven and five, we were like, oh, here we go again. Stop showing up. <laughs> and then they win six in a row and, and we're back. Right. Right. I don't see people showing up for USF games ever. I just don't like the fact when, that they don't the only do time anything. They were ranked second. When, yeah. when you know he was talking about when they were ranked second in in the in the playoff in the in the rankings, that's when people showed up. But Levitt wasn't a great hire. Levitt just he overachieved. Right. He hasn't done anything since. No, he he might have, but bro, they don't they, think about the. I don't know what the direction the fans is. Don't support it. Why? If yeah, I but booster, bro, that's not. But fans aren't going to support booster, it if you're not going to if you don't if you're not putting up wins either, bro. Like they're not going to support it either. Ray, you, the Rays. Oh, you're right. You got to put up the wins. Like put up the wins, and you'll get some fan support. You know what I mean? But that doesn't have anything to do with recruiting players to help that's, your program. That's the only thing that I I disagree with. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. I'm a diehard Buck fan. Mm-hmm. If I had season tickets to the Bucks, I would be there whether they were 0-16 or 16-0. Yeah, but bro... Uh, the, I'd, be there, I'd, be there, I'd be there regardless. Yeah, but that's that's you, though. I mean, you got to... Th- college football... Die hard in college... So, El Bushman, what, what we were d- debating about is... Yeah, sorry, I blame, my, my dog was, like, chewing something up, and yeah. <laughs> you're sorry, good. No, you're, you're good. good. I had to put... Yeah, okay. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what I said was... That there isn't enough fan support. I I attributed USF fan base to the equivalent of the Rays fan base. But fan support don't get you W's. Don't show up. I, I can you agree. Know, you're that. right. But fan support gets you things in life. If you want a stadium, 
fans have to come out. Now, when's are part of it? Mm-hmm. Wins are part of it, and I and I understand that. Yeah, right. But if you want to stay, if you, if you want to go through that process of finding land and building a stadium, people have to come to to that said place. And the only time I've ever seen Raymond James sold out for USF game or continuous games was that year that L. Bushman was mentioning. The year they were ranked number two in the country, where yeah, people were showing out. But other than that, USF struggles to fill out the first level seats. At Remy James, but if you're pumping agree. out, I, I if you're pumping out two and eleven, if you're pumping out two and eleven, you're not going to get fans. When they were number two in the country, they were exciting to watch. You have to; it has to go hand in hand. You got to give them something. And again, wh- I mean, let's be honest. You know this, George. They don't even offer a lot of kids here in the Tampa Bay area. They don't. They, they don't. don't really make a lot well, of offers here. USF, from an academic standpoint, tries to compete with the Notre Dame's of the world as far as what it takes to get into USF um, academically for a student. So their academic standards are up in the northern part of the three, 3.5, 3.7 GPA. You got to have a 12, 1300 Fuck that. SAT score. So, so this is what South Florida. Because I got in. So what you're saying is I'm up there. Oh, you're a oh guy. boy. A, here we go. Here we absolutely. go. Absolutely. Just threw it. Bush was like, well, I got in there. I didn't bro, have a three point. I got an 890 on my SATs, bro. Come on. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I hear that, George. I hear the academic point, but there's still athletes going to Notre Dame. There's still guys that are but going to Clemson. Also, there are all these guys that are going. Recruited, if you're being recruited and, mm-hmm. and USF is, is potentially looking at you and you get an offer from University of Miami, if you're a kid, where are you going to go? Miami. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so what USF think, needs to do is have coaches like you and myself who are yes. in the local of Tampa Bay area. No, but, and I'm being serious with this. Being in the Tampa Bay area that has a connection that could kind of pipeline these kids into USF. Is that what you're saying? That's the only way they're going to do it. That's the only way that's going to happen. You can, you can also look at the bottom. I mean, the, they've they've – that team has pumped out NFL guys. I mean, Absolutely. Marlon yeah, Mack, JPP, Marte, Marquez, Valdez, Scanlon. We like, coached with Andre, remember? So Andre Davis, yeah. I think going to the point of how they're trying to compete with the other schools. I mean, UCF, listen, as much as I, I hate on them a lot, they put butts in seats. Like they the do. bounce house, bounce house, which is on people campus at UCF, up. people show up. Even though the team could be sh- shitty at times, people still show up. So I think where the <clears> – <throat> this might have to do with location too. Yes, I agree with that too because USF is not a college town right. where it's located today. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, okay. And it, it, it kind of goes back to the whole raise conversation. Location, location matters. Location matters. That's exactly right. And, you know, they may have had that couple of years run when, you know, they were had that buzz around them. They beat, you know, big time programs. They were number two in the nation where people are actually showing up for the games it's because they were winning games. Like every single year, especially when they, not when they went in the conference play, but they were winning games and putting butts in the seats. And then after that, it was just the program has lost its identity when it comes to, you know, putting butts in seats and having that fan support, which it's weird, man. It's, it's weird how programs can, can just go from a high level and then all of a sudden just. Well, just I agree. Go. I agree that Tampa fans are, are the worst. Yeah. Their Tampa fans don't really, they, they support when you start winning, no. but yeah. you got to give them the wins. You got well, to so find the guys who get you the so, wins. Besides the lighting, we're so used to being bad. That's why. <laughs> and then there's that. Well, yeah. well, and so 
the Lightning are the average fan for hockey is usually older. The average fan for I, hockey. I disagree. It's it's changing a little bit lately. I disagree. I I see. I go to games all the time, and I see young fans there. I see young professionals. I see young kids there with their families. I I see more of of a young dem- younger demographic at Lightning games than I do older people. So what has the Lightning figured out? When you gotta win, you gotta win. And you it's crazy win. because the number one draw in Tampa sports is hockey, a winter sport. A winter sport is the number one draw in you, this. Do in you Florida. think the Jet fans, without COVID, without COVID, the Jets fans would have never? Sh- they're not going to show up. The Jacks fans are not going to show up. No, Jets, Jets would Jet stadiums, in my opinion, I don't know, would have been a closer capacity if allowed. It would, it would have been the same capacity. Also, as COVID have been terrible for years, but they still break tables. Mm-hmm. Those mafia shows, yeah, up, but that's and I don't they know. Just man. scratch the surface. Buffalo now, doesn't you, try to lose a whole season on purpose, though. To me, how you fix it? Hmm. You got to get us a dumb stadium in Tampa. I don't, I don't even think now L now L Bushman you've yes. gone to USF games mm-hmm. how many 12 o'clock heat 115 degrees summer games or fall games are you going to go to I've been to a few and they're miserable the only way I survived was like drinking tons and tons of beer in the morning and Crown Royal. Like going to Kegs and Eggs like at seven o'clock in the morning, the tailgate before games is like the right. only way to survive those noon games because they're so hot, dude. It's like going to a program, a pro, a pro game. Like those 12, 12 o'clock games for the Buccaneers are scorchingly hot, especially down there. Like if you had a retractable roof, that would make things a lot better. Yeah. But it's, it's just. It's the Florida heat, man. And when you're a college kid and it's Saturday morning and you're hungover as shit, why the f- why am I gonna go to a hot ass stadium and like be miserable for two but three you, hours? You can get the dome. You can get the dome. Let's say you have the dome. If you're still pumping out two and eleven, you're not gonna put not any gonna butts go. in the seats. They're not gonna put. You're not. They're just. You have to win. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you now. I know you think the Jet fans would have been there. I think the Jet fans would have been there on Sunday night games, Monday night games. But if you're tanking on purpose, I don't think anybody wants to go to a fucking game. I'm not going to go to the game. I'm not going to give me your tanking. Jets can't even tank on purpose. Come well, on. then, 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 then <laughs> there's that. They, they we, we clowned that dude, Adam Gacy, the freaking the bug eye guy. Freaking, you can't even lose on purpose. But, but let me ask you two this question though: If if sure. winning is all it takes to put butts in the seats, then why can't the Rays put butts in seats? And I go back, but I go back to. Location, location, location. Well, that one, that one, I can say location because nobody is going to go to one o'clock game on a Tuesday and drive over to the St. Pete area. Like I don't. It's, th- it, well, it's hard to go to a seven o'clock game during the week when right. you know the majority of those people have to drive over the Howard Franklin, which is a death trap and death terrible trap. as it is, right. trying to get to Tropicana Field. I and, agree with you. But and, I've seen games sold out when they play the Yankees. It's sold out. They play the Red Sox. It's sold out. Up. If this, this, we could probably talk another hour or two hours about <laughs> this whole thing with it, but I think you know we've seen that stadium filled when they drop ticket prices down to what five bucks on a on a Wednesday, five buck five dollar tickets, and that thing was packed. Yeah, on a yeah. weekday because you know five bucks. Yeah, I'll go to a race game for five bucks if I can get like first level seats. Hell yeah. yeah. But for for any team to survive in this Tampa Bay area, which you know Tampa's Tampa's funny man because it's in. It's you got a hockey, you got a hockey team, which is the number one draw 
the Lightning because they they win, they won their second Stanley Cup Finals uh, Cup. You got the Bucks who, you know, for a long time have really been shitty since the Super Bowl win back in 2002. But now it, you got Tom Brady in town and people are showing up. But now, right. obviously, COVID has made things different for this year, so fans were there to, to pack the stadium. But Tom Brady's here. So who, who knows what the next, like, this season coming up after the Super Bowl is going to be when they say, okay, we're going to allow this many fans back in the stadium. And then yeah. you still have Tom Brady there, too. So it's it, Tampa, Tampa sports, is, it's funny. It's, if you're not winning, they're not going to show up. But when you start winning, they'll come out of the woodwork and, and show up at the stadium. Yeah, the, the, and they will. Yeah. But, but for the Rays, it's <clears throat> I think it's the – Ownership has really put a, a black eye on a lot of fans. It's it's really been bad. True. Because uh, they've, they've made a lot of promises they haven't kept, and they're threatening to split a season with Montreal. Like, just sell the team, man. Give it to Vinick. Yeah. Give it to Jeffrey Vinick. He'll bring him over to Tampa. All is well. Like, just – I could go on a rant for hours upon hours <laughs> about Stu, Stu Sternberg being a stooge. Hashtag Stu is a, stu, a stooge. So <laughs> – but yeah, but I, I think I like the atmosphere in Tampa because now winning is starting to become that culture again, especially now with with football. And you think this could be a? Do you think you you could sell that George to to kids for USF Bushman? You think you could sell it to kids to go play USF because be we're hard, winning man. town? It, it would be hard. It'd be it a would. hard sell for especially for a recruit that's going to be. He's getting offer letters from not only Miami, FSU, even though FSU is a dumpster fire right now, yeah. like UF, even UCF. And even even kids in Florida are getting recruited for schools like Alabama and Auburn and LSU, like all those SEC teams that come down here and pick and choose like the kids from Florida. So it'd be, it's, like, it's a huge tough sell. But it's a to, lot. To, it's a lot of the, those guys are the five star guys that you're not, you were never, USF was never going to yeah, get but, anyway. Load up but, with the three and four stars. But Raul, look at look at this. I can t- like an SEC coach could take a three star recruit from Florida and make him into a five star guy by going to a better program that's got better facilities, better coaching. They're in the they're on the big time networks for their games, not where USF has to play their games on ESPNU. Maybe once in yeah. a while, they're not right. getting the national coverage that a lot of teams are getting. So why, if I'm a kid that if I'm trying my end game is to go to the NFL. Like, why would I come to USF? Now, granted, we've had USF guys go to the pros, but if I'm a kid that, you know, could be a, a starter, right. or maybe a bench, like, I, I'm going to pick and choose from national prominence than a, a local school where I may not be looked at at all, even though how good I am. You know what I mean? I, and I think it matters more now with players getting paid yeah. for their likeness mm-hmm. because the more you are on TV, the more people see you, the more likely they are to like you. Right. And social media for these guys is going to blow up as far as how important it is in order for them to get paid. Right. Well, I tell you what, if anybody at USF on the staff, faculty, or anybody else is listening, I am more than willing to help build your program and put people and bring kids and be a pipeline myself. That's just me. But uh, L. Bushman, that's all the time we have for On the Clock Radio, man. Can you let us all know where they can hear you from? Because I, you are doing a million different podcasts. You are the busiest man in radio. People need to know that, man. And and for me to George to tell you, man, we really appreciate Fanstream Sports and yourself and, and allowing us to come on there and, and join the family, man. It's tell been them. really fun, man. It's uh, breaking news. Uh, you got breaking news, Raul. Or you I will, but I, well, I do, and I wanted to. I was gonna wait for, but El oh, Bushman, okay. since you put us on here, we've been was, trying to build this for you, and okay. trying to get it. We are now, we are now been accepted to be on Pandora. 
So we are now Congrat- on Pandora. Congratulations. On Appreciate Congratulations. it, boss. Yes, sir. Right. I, I can spot talent, and I when I, I saw your Well, that's because you went to USF. That's that's probably, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably true, too. Uh, yeah, when I, I saw your guys' show on Facebook, I was like, let's check these two guys out. And then I was like, okay, I'm looking for more Tampa Bay area shows and you guys are local which is hit the check marks and you know what you guys put on a great show and that's why we wanted to bring you on to fan stream and you guys have been pumping out great content man i must say you guys your shows have been awesome bringing on good guests too and you guys have been marketed pretty well so yeah i mean it's a pleasure working with you guys but you know Come next year when the fantasy football draft and league comes over again, I'm I'm coming to take that away from you. You know, uh, and trust us, we had to hit a home run, George. Now listen, I am I'm just the muscle. George is the brains of the operation. Okay, <laughs> that's all this is right now. He's the genius. I'm the goofball. But we had to make an impact because we couldn't be like the little kids or the stepbrother. Like, look at these new guys, fucking. They can't you. even win fantasy football. You know what I mean? I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming for that. The okay. title is. I'm coming for that. Just Absolutely. like everybody else is. I'm coming for that. <laughs> and I. I promise to make. I promise to make the fantasy football. Uh, Dude, you parties. missed out on a good time, man. It I know. Time, George told me, and I was pissed off. But that was another. That was one of those days I was getting kicked in the nuts. That goes back to full yeah, well, circle there, though. Yeah, what that day was. That was a kick in the nut day, and I couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it, bro. But please let everybody know where they can hear you at, where they can go find you at, man. Yeah, sure. So Play the Bay is my newest show now that's on the not only fan stream, but I uh, believe podcasting network. Uh, you can catch us every Tuesdays and Thursdays live 8 p.m. on Twitch, Facebook Live, Periscope and YouTube as well. Uh, you can catch us or follow us at Play the Bay TV on uh, Facebook and then Play the Bay 2020 on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Play the Bay TV. And then uh, we've got a big week. Mark uh, Mark Scalareth is coming on for interviews. Nice. Uh, Fox Fox Sports nice. analyst Ross Tucker. Tucker's coming on. Uh, we've got a, a nice debate on Thursday. It's it's our podcast versus uh, the uh, a Chiefs podcast. So we've got a little matchup debate. Oh, so, that's yeah, awesome! We've, we've got a huge week uh, for our show, so it's going to be good. And I think we've got a, a former Bucks player coming on our show as well. So yeah, just uh, tune in live, man. It's going to be good. Absolutely, man. And listen, I know we took our t- we took a sweet time getting you on here. We have to keep doing this more and more often. Yeah, we, and we definitely got to get back that round table again one time. That was fun too, man. Yeah, I want to get uh, everybody back to do that, especially the girls that are on the network, too. And then we brought on a new show, Sports Blitz, with Rob and Chris, so I want to get them included as well. We've got, like, a ton of people. We can just have a couple roundtables here and there. So, yeah, it'll be fun, man. That'll yeah. be dope, man. Listen, anytime you come here, everybody, please say goodbye, but not too goodbye. We'll see you later. Mr. L. Bushman, Play by the Bay. This is my guy. We love you, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. I love having him, man. When you, yeah, when, it's always a blast. When you think of freaking this, I, I, we predict things here. He's got to be the next guy on radio. Yes, he's got to be. He's got to be. You see his yes, knowledge, sir. how he was wrapping this stuff off here. I need to give him an agenda. He's boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's what you want to get to. I'm over here talking yeah, about toilet seats, and he's over here killing it. <laughs> uh, but I love having him on. And, and anybody that wants to go check him out, go please go check him out. Phenomenal shows. And trust me, when you're driving in traffic. This is the type of stuff you want to be listening to rather than the kids in the back of the seat, back car, just For sure. jumping around, throwing Cheerios and stuff. But, bro, I love you, George, man. Everybody out there, please have fun. Enjoy yourself on the NFL experience. Be safe this week. There's going to be a lot of traffic. Be patient. Don't Please don't show the out-of-towners how bad we are driving. Just go ahead and try to relax here in Tampa. Enjoy yourselves. Take your families. And uh, uh, please, <laughs> if you do anything, wear a mask. 
Please, please do. Again, thank you for tuning in today's show. If you like the show, hit subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, wherever you're listening to us from today. Join the debate. Visit our Facebook page, On The Clock Sports Talk. Visit our website, otcsportstalk.com. Until next time, you're on the clock. <laughs>